Welcome to the Food Issues Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Revelant, and I'm a journalist, healthcare copywriter, and a mom of two. In every episode, we talk about the challenges around feeding kids and give you practical and realistic solutions that will inspire and empower you to raise healthy eaters. Hi, friends. Welcome to season eight of the podcast. It's so good to be back with you after taking a bit of a hiatus. And before we dive in, I want to share a story with you about what's been going on the past few months, because I think it's a timely story. So in June, I went in for my yearly mammogram and a sonogram, which they do because I have dense breasts. And after the test, the tech said, if they found anything, they call me back. Now, I don't know if she saw something, but I just knew that something wasn't right. I've never had any issues in the past, and breast cancer doesn't run in my family, so I had no reason to believe that anything would be wrong, but I had this nagging feeling that they were going to call me. So the weekend went by, and on Monday morning, they did call me, and they said that they found something abnormal. I had another ultrasound and then a biopsy. It wasn't cancer, but there was an incidental finding known as a radial scar, which is an abnormal tissue that could be cancer or it could turn into cancer later on. I followed up with a specialist and then I had a second opinion and I learned that there was a 6 to 10% chance it could be cancer, which is small but not insignificant. So about four weeks ago, I had surgery to remove the tissue, and thankfully, it was benign. To say that this was one of the most difficult times in my life is an understatement. There was a lot of worry, anxiety, and tears shed, but there was a lot of good that came from it. I saw God's love like never before, and I was blessed to have so many family members and friends who were there for me in various ways. The day I found out it wasn't cancer, I felt like I had a new lease on life. So with it being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I want to urge you, if you're a woman who is 40 or older, get your mammogram because it can save your life. All right, so it's October and I don't know about you, but it has been a whirlwind with my kids. We've been trying to navigate a new school, new teachers, and new schedules, plus their sports and activities and everything else we have going on. After a summer of not-so-healthy eating and throwing meals together at the last minute, I've been trying my best to meal plan and try new recipes and get more real foods in my kids' diet, like fish. When they were younger, they would eat salmon and sardines and even anchovies happily. But now they're pickier and it's become so much more difficult, so I've had to look for new ways to serve it so they'll eat it. One flavor of one thing is going to be fine for a while, but you know we're, we're, we're all quite fickle. We like to try new things. That's Mark Brooks, co-founder and co-CEO of Brainiac Foods, a company dedicated to supporting the whole family's brain development, performance, and health. Mark and I talk about the relationship between the gut and the brain, the critical brain nutrients kids need in their diets, and why most are missing them plus the best brain-healthy foods that will fuel your kid in school, on the field, and in life, and easy ways to get them in your kid's diet. There's a ton of information in this episode that will set your kids up for success this year and beyond, and I know you'll love this interview with Mark Brooks. Well, Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. So let's talk about your story. You know, what were you doing before you co-founded Brainiac Foods? Well, I've been in and around healthy food or perhaps even new to the world 
uh, nutrition for some time. Um, I got into food when I joined a large ingredient company uh, called Cargill and kind of fell into a project that they had going. Uh, and, and that turned into actually a large, a large part of my life and then kind of what sort of sent me in this direction, which the project was to bring a new-to-the-world natural zero-calorie sweetener, uh, which turned out to be stevia from a leaf. Um, and and my initial role in it uh, was sent around the world to to find stevia leaves and and help them get planted in a sustainable way. Um, and we then launched a brand around that to help consumers understand you know what this thing that they'd never heard of was. We launched the Truvia brand, which I ended up uh, running and and taking that internationally. Um, so so that was. You know, a better for you way of getting sweetness, and then I got a, a call from um, Jonathan, who's who's my business partner in Brainiac. But he had founded some time ago a company that was working with all the amazing things that algae can do. If you think about algae as a, a plant, but a single cell plant, he was he started off thinking about renewable fuels, uh, and then lubricants and and oils, as it's a natural oil producer. And brought me in to think through um, all of the different nutritional benefits uh, that you could get from you know, plant-based foods, but in particular this the, uh, algae and a new-to-the-world source. The idea that you could produce uh, good nutrition from uh, uh, instead of using a lot of land mass, you could use you could you can literally grow it in in large tanks like you can beer and wine, and it could be incredibly nutritious. We ended up launching. Um, a really heart healthy oil called Thrive, and that went across the US. Another way of launching a brand that could help consumers access and understand a better for you product that they never heard of, which kind of led us to on the journey uh, towards Brainiac. Yeah, and so how did Brainiac come to be? Well, so Jonathan left that company. Um, actually, left me um, working with Omega Three DHA, um, which you know is is one of the oils that we now use in Brainiac. It's also incredibly heart healthy and it's found normally in salmon. So we were producing a large amount of omega-3 DHA and we were, we were selling it into the salmon industry um, for feed. And why that's relevant is over time, over the years, the levels of this critical nutrient, uh, which is critical for, for heart and brain, had been reduced um, in salmon feed as a cost-saving exercise. And what we were able to do was help restore um, we saw the level of this nutrient, which is it's critical for fish to grow and survive, but it's also one of the reasons that we choose to have that. So I was doing that. He had left uh, and was having his third child. So we, I have three kids. He has three kids. So, you know, two dads. Um, and what he found uh, along the way, so little Booker was born, was diagnosed with failure to thrive for a whole bunch of complications. Um, and so Jonathan went on the journey. His dad by the way, is a neurologist, and his brother-in-law is also a neurologist. So they immediately thought, wow, little book is not getting enough nutrition. What do we do? Turn to not only family, who happen to be brain experts, um, but also a bunch of other people that you know, we, we had a science and nutrition advisory board um, that uh, we developed great relationships with. So he, he spoke to some of those guys, and they all said the same thing. Look, infant formula uh, is a is a uh, high quality substitute. It's not the same as breast milk, but you know you should feel good. You shouldn't worry about neural tube defects, uh, etc. Uh, but 
So whilst little Booker, we can get him back on track, what are you doing for the rest of your kids? Um, if you're thinking about how to feed your infant, are you also feeding your, you know, your five-year-old, your 10-year-old? Are they, are, are they getting the brain nutrition they need? And just by posing that question and by posing it to an entrepreneur, you know, it gets the cogs turning. Um, yeah. And so, you know, when he called me, you know, uh, w- when you hear this idea of what you eat and benefit your brain, uh, it's obvious, but it hadn't been obvious to me at all until that point. Yeah, and brain health isn't really something that has a ton of focus, if you will, in the marketplace, right? We don't really hear a lot about it uh, in terms of, you know, the foods that we should be feeding our kids and why it is so important. Well, that's right. And and if, if you rewind the clock, we've been at this uh, since the beginning of 2018. We didn't put a product on the market for a while because, you know, you've got to, you've got to really work hard to make sure it's a good product um, that tastes great. Uh, but back then, of course, it was very, very foreign, this, I- this idea of talking about brain food. And if you forward wind, I think if you get to today, you know, closing out 2022, there's a lot more conversation, first of all, around mental health. You know, I think some it's been destigmatized a lot in the media. Uh, people are far more, I think, you know, through the pandemic, um, far more aware of self-care and self-wellness. And then also, I think the conversation around you know how not only how do we develop and our you know everyday performance of both body and mind but also how we age and thinking forward in terms of you know how do we think about ameliorating symptoms of cognitive decline how do we think about as we are likely to live longer how do we do that you know and continue to to be our best selves yeah and so what does the research show about kids brain health today and focus, attention, and mood, and kind of like, what are the trends that we're seeing? It's, it's such a uh, fast pace uh, level of uh, information that's coming out, hard science. What we try and do is we try and focus on where there's, there's real science for specific ingredients. So we ourselves put together um, a science and nutrition advisory board made up of the, the folks in academia that have studied, for instance, omega-3 DHA, They've done the clinical trials. They've written the white papers to be able to show uh, the positive benefits. Uh, the same with something called uh, called choline. Um, and then, of course, we monitor other ingredients as well. And what you can see is, and it's when you're trying to isolate the benefit uh, of an ingredient, you know, it's how you write the study. Um, and there are studies that show it's really they really focus on the sort of the, the beginning of life. Um, and, and in their later years, um, so a lot of studies have looked at the benefit, for instance, for kids of omega-3s when it comes to uh, helping focus. And so there's some, some very compelling work done uh, on um, helping to uh, benefit kids with ADHD um, and helping to, to have a significant benefit uh, for kids with autism. Um, and so that's just one of the ingredients. And then more generally, um, yeah, that and by the way, omega three DHA is a is a real hero as we go through life stages, um, you know, particularly into the later years where it can help. Um, it can help fight inflammation, uh, and it can also help to retain the plasticity of the brain, um, which can help to deflect you know the formation of plaque, you know, and the narrowing, um, and uh, you know, which which is being shown to be some of the causes of cognitive decline or Alzheimer's, et cetera. So that's, that's one of the ingredients. And then if you, if you study, then um, you know, there's been a lot of work for decades on the benefit of choline relative to how it can 
impact um, the, 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 the formation of connections between our neurons. Well, just recently in the last couple of years, you start to look at these things in combination. And so you look at DHA, which I think there's a lot of familiarity with because you see it on, on the side of infant formula. But look at that in combination with choline, and it can, the two of them can serve to have you know, a, a plus-up effect than taking either one by itself. And of course, you can get them not only from an infant formula, but you can, you know, they're, they're found in everyday foods as well. And so most kids are, are missing these nutrients, right? Because they're not necessarily eating fish. Yeah. So that's, that's the second part of the journey. So if you think about that, that question that, that was posed to Jonathan and he posed to me, um, you know, what are you doing with your kids? Are they getting enough? I said, well, I think so. I mean, look, they, they eat veggies, right? They, they, you know, we don't, we don't just eat. I mean, sure we love pizza, but, uh, but then when you really get down to it, you say, well, how much, first of all, how much do we need? And then, um, and then who says that, right? So is that, is that in the U S the FDA or in Europe, EFSA or world health organization? So how much do we need on a daily basis? And then where could I get it? So if you take omega three DHA, you get it from normally from fatty fish. Um, so, so something like a salmon or a trout, and there's absolutely no way uh, that you know, I knew that my family, therefore, there was going to be a deficit. Uh, partly because, you know, not just because kids, it's not their favorite food, but you can't afford that every day. Um, not Most people aren't necessarily comfortable, you know, with, with preparing it. So then you look at, there's a study called What We Eat in America that is released every couple of years. And you find out that on average, we get about 20% of the of the DHA on a daily basis uh, that someone like the World Health Organization would would say, and that's totally you know intuitive when you think about the amount of fatty fish that we eat. The same is true for something like choline. Uh, we get about two thirds of what we need. Choline you can find in eggs. Uh, you can find it in cruciferous vegetables. Let's say broccoli or cauliflower. But again, my kids aren't eating two cups. You know, I might negotiate with them some florets in return for dessert, uh, but they're not eating two cups a day. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the cost factor because I mean, people are, are, are dealing with food insecurity now and it's, and I think just for anybody really, right. The costs are so high for food that we're all just kind of pinching our pennies and trying to figure out how to feed our family. Well, well, and so we, this is a huge passion point. Uh, for all of us at the company, we started the company as a certified B Corp, which means that we compel ourselves to 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 factor in the benefits to the broader uh, group of stakeholders to be an overall force for good. And one of the things that that manifests itself in is making products that fit everyday um, taste patterns, uh, but also fit fit all of our budgets. Right? It's it would be. It would be uh, absolutely against what we stand for if brain food was to become a treat. You know, it, it has to be something where we can we can work these daily nutrients into our daily lives and hit as many people as possible uh, on a regular basis. And so we all know that gut health is related to brain health, but can we talk about what parents need to know? Well, yeah. So talk about exciting science, right? So the the just the phrase microbiome has been something that has exploded into our consciousness, even even just thinking about, well, I kind of knew about probiotics, and now someone's talking about pre and postbiotics. You know what the heck are those? Um, 
And then, and then this idea that your gut, which is a pretty unglamorous, you know, <laughs> topic, um, has this direct connection through the vagus nerve to the brain. And so we're finding out, and I think there's going to be continued research and continued. This is one of those areas where there's so much, we probably know so, such a little amount of what's available to us, but we know there's over 100 million nerve cells just in our digestive system, sending signals all the time to our brain. And if we think about that kind of, you know, I think um, even silly things like, oh, you know, you feel butterflies when you're excited or nervous, or you have that gut feeling. The idea that that there's a sensory element, this, this sort of subconscious awareness of, uh, and your tummy kind of reflects that, that that's kind of intuitive. So then we're learning, well, if I have a healthy gut, a healthy microbiome, then, and I, and I feed it in the right way, it can have a positive impact on my overall health and well-being. Maybe it's by reducing inflammation. Um, you know, maybe it's, it's, you know, creating balance. And so creating that kind of, that, that um, healthy microbiome by having a balanced diet or looking at, you know, pre-probiotics, even postbiotics um, is something that I think we're all going to tune into more and more. Does that come about through thinking about just, you know, having stuff with live active cultures as you know, many people are already with, with yogurts or, or those little shots um, or doing something, you know, more, more uh, in fermented foods? It's probably a yes and. Uh, and it's also probably a continue to watch this space, particularly as we think about what can I specifically do in terms of, you know, um, things like postbiotics, um, you know, the production of butyrate and, and the potential impact it can have on our brain. I think it's watch this space and, and the science is going to be really exciting. Yeah, amazing. Well, Mark, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to take a deeper dive into all of the brain healthy foods that we can get in our kids' diet. If mealtimes are stressful and you just can't get your kids to eat what you make, then you've got to get them in the kitchen. Cooking with my kids has really gone a long way in encouraging them to try new foods and eat their veggies. But most of us aren't chefs, and that's why I love the Kids Cook Real Food e-course. This course was created by a mom of four and a former elementary school teacher, and it's for kids ages two to teen. You'll get more than 30 basic cooking skills, 45 videos, including a ton of bonuses, principal supply and grocery shopping list, and kid-friendly recipes. The course also has a ton of substitutions, so if your kids have food allergies or dietary restrictions, they've got you covered. My daughters and I have taken the course, and it was so easy to follow along that they made an entire recipe on their own. More than 18,000 families have taken this course, and the Wall Street Journal named it the number one cooking class for kids. All you have to do to sign up is go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues. And because you're a listener, you'll get a free lesson. Again, go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues and sign up. Most of the time, I don't even know why I cook meals because all my kids want are snacks. But finding healthy snacks with real food ingredients that are also affordable isn't always easy. And that's why I love Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that makes healthy living easy and affordable. Everything is organic and non-GMO, and members save an average of $32 on every order. My kids are all about the Lara bars and the Go Raw cinnamon snacking seeds. 
Thrive Market also has essential groceries, safe supplements, non-toxic home products like Truce, which is one of my favorite cleaners. And they also have clean beauty products, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. If you join today, you can get 25% off your first order and a free gift. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com slash food issues where you can sign up and see my favorite items. And for every paid membership, they give a free membership to a family in need. So sign up today at thrivemarket.com slash food issues. All right, Mark, go right ahead and tell me what should our kids be getting and why are they critical and how we can get them in our kids' diets. First of all, let's think about the that relationship between food and our brain. So why, why does that even exist? Why is it a thing? It exists in the same way that we've known for decades. You know, our parents, our grandparents knew that uh, calcium was important for strong bones. And then I guess, you know, perhaps a couple of decades ago, this idea that eating a lot of clean protein um, would would be good for our muscles. So you say, okay, so that's because literally uh, we are, you know, our bodies are made of and powered by um, the, this sort of nutrition. Well, our brains are made of fats um, and and connected by certainly you know, related to some of these nutrients. So if you take about if you take the mass of our brain and you ignore water for a second, the number one um, component, uh, number one building block is fat. And the number one fat in our brain is omega-3 DHA. We don't produce that ourselves. Um, so it's something that our body has to absorb from food. And we have, we absorb it initially from mother's milk, uh, infant formula, and then from, um, from fatty fish that we've spoken about already, like salmon or trout, or we have to supplement it in. Um, we can also convert um, from omega three ALA and ALA you can get from from things like nuts um, and so our body we're not very efficient at doing that we can we can convert maybe ten to fifteen percent of an omega three ALA into DHA but still that's another path that we can all we can all get that so then you say okay if so is it just is it just fatty fish because you know what if that doesn't fit me at all. Um, then we can go towards ALA, and we can get that from chia seeds. Uh, we can get that, as a, as I say, from 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 walnuts, and then we can also get it. I mentioned algae right at the start. That can be a great uh, place for us to get you know, more of a plant based uh, source. Because at the end, if you, if you actually say, well, where does this omega three come from? Uh, it's produced in things. Not, the fish doesn't produce it itself. The fish is eating something like algae uh, or plankton that produces it. Um, and so, you know, this, 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 uh, sort of algae source that you can supplement with, you can go there too. So that's, you know, if in, in the world of omega-3 DHA, I, th- I think I just proved why it's so hard, right? why it mm-hmm. is that there's such a big gap and, and, and we'll get on a little bit to how we've tried to solve that. Um, but that's quite complicated. Now, if I go to choline, which is just as critical, and in fact, there is a daily value that you'll see on nutrition facts panels for that. You, if you were to eat a couple of eggs, um, you know, a day, then then great. Your kids are going to, if they have two eggs a day, they'll probably get the daily allowance um, that's needed. But again, whilst you know that we all eat a good amount of eggs, on balance, we're getting about two thirds of the choline we need. Supplement that out with with broccoli, great. But you've got to have a couple of cups of that. 
So in a balanced diet, choline's a little bit easier, but there's still a gap. And choline is um, the precursor to something called acetylcholine. It helps connect our neurons and our thoughts. And so again, super critical. And one that I haven't mentioned yet um, is lutein. So lutein uh, can come in, it's a carotenoid that can come in um, you know, in, in egg yolks. Uh, it can come in, um, you know, think about your yellow, orange uh, fruits and vegetables. Um, so it's it's a critical nutrient for eye health. It helps to protect uh, the brain, or it helps to protect the retina, and the retina is part of the brain. Yeah, you mentioned chia seeds. Are there other nuts and seeds that are good for the brain? Yeah. So if you if you take um, if you take flax, so flax seeds and chia are high in omega three um, omega three ALA. And so both of those are good source. You can you can also get um, flax oil, uh, which um, you know that's readily available as well that you could incorporate into um, you know, into a grocery shop. Uh, on the nut side, across the spectrum, you know those more fatty nuts you know um, do contain ALA as well. And there's a there's a trace amount of of ALA. You know, there there are other um, there are other kind of seed oils as well. That can have ALA in there, but but yeah, I would I would highlight chia and flax as being the easiest way if you wanted, for instance, to add either of those into into a salad, for instance, and trying to incorporate them by stealth into a family into a family diet. And then, what about your fruits and vegetables? What are the best options there? Well, I think an area where where science is emerging um, and is and is looking looking really compelling is if you were to take um, wild blueberries, for instance, um, you know, the benefit of vitamins B6, B12, um, they, they are shown to have a beneficial effect uh, on the brain, um, beneficial effect overall from, from a fighting uh, inflammation and antioxidant perspective on our overall health. So I would point towards something as you know, simple as, as blueberries um, yeah, from, from the berry family. Yeah, and also oats and quinoa are are good for the brain as well, right? Yeah, so look, uh, I think with with oats quinoa, it's um you know, you're 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 looking into things like the fiber content, um the protein content and more of that balanced diet. And so, you know, feeding the uh again going back to a healthy gut um and the beneficial the beneficial effect of a healthy gut on a healthy brain. I think there's more emerging. Um, so rather than call out, oh, yeah, it, it's because it has this particular nutrient. I think it's because those two in particular help to form you know, that, that kind of uh, healthy microbiome, but also you know, the beneficial effects of fiber on digestion and then, and then the resounding effect on inflammation. And when we talk inflammation, of course, that's, that's whole body, but also brain. And so all of these foods, they're not necessarily kid-friendly, right? So how do we, what are your favorite ways? What are things that you do with your family to get your kids to eat healthier and add those brain-healthy foods into their diets? Well, yeah, one of the things, so three kids, uh, they are six, uh, nine, and 11. They all just had birthdays, which is why I have to pause. Um, <laughs> and then one of the things that I guess fortuitous for us. You know, I go on this journey and I start. You know, we 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 start a company to focus on it. Um, through the pandemic, we're sitting at home uh, trying to do that, and you know, uh, we're all much more together. And my my son decided that the one thing 
that he wanted to do was was raise chickens. Um, and so we're, we are fortunate enough that I caved after about three months um, and, and we got a coop. And, and so, yeah, fresh eggs. So the idea that we were more readily able to incorporate eggs into into our diet, I'm pretty sure our choline is, is going quite well. But also then, even then it's just, you know, I try and experiment. I noticed that, um, you know, my little one was, was avoiding the yolk. Um, if I was to, if I was to poach the egg or fry the egg. Um, and so then you're like, okay, hold on a second. What are the other ways I can do it? So then you do scramble, um, and you know, do scramble. Well, it's good overdo scrambled eggs and, and you know, it can get a little rubbery and it's going to get pushed around the plate. So this sort of picky eater thing. So then you start to do omelets and put more, you know, tasty things in and, and, and the, the eggs are coming along for the ride. So I, I kind of play with that. One thing I've learned though is. You can solve it one week. It's not going to solve it the you know, two weeks time. Um, it's one of the things we have to think about when in starting a food brand. You know, one flavor of one thing is going to be fine for a while. But you know, we're we're, we're all quite fickle. We like to try new things. Um, we we like to you know, when when I'm doing the, the the kids' lunch boxes. You know, I try and kind of make sure that you know we we have those kind of those fun bento boxes. So yeah, get some blueberries in there. Get some you know, but just enough of each. Um, get some some tuna because you know tuna also has has some healthy healthy uh, fats and oils in there, you know, and just try and balance it out. And then what they said after a while is you know they, they were fine with having some broccoli, having these other things, but you know can we have a treat? And so then, <laughs> then so they're just trying to figure out. Oh, okay, yeah, I, you know, kind of need to rebalance a little bit here um, to make sure that. I mean, we had on our science and nutrition advisory board. These are some hardcore neurologists, hardcore academics. The consensus, though, of this group is, you know, food is not nutritious if they don't eat it. And that's been my, that's been my go-to kind of watchword, uh, watch phrase uh, for some time. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we need to just get creative. Our kids get into these ruts, and we do as well. And we just have to come up with new ideas or take out cookbooks, look for recipes and, and also get them in the kitchen. I feel like that has been so key to getting my kids excited about healthy eating. It definitely. And, and if you, if I take my, uh, if I take my nine year old, um, so he goes and collects the eggs more often than not. Now I see him, you know, proudly kind of cracking an egg and cooking it and having that as his snack and then getting it for his sisters as well. Um, and it's become, you know, because understanding food, touching it, feeling it, allowing them that, you know, avoiding being, uh, you don't touch the stove, don't get, you know, but actually being there with them and making something together, they always wolf it down at the end of it because they, they, you know, they saw what it was. They don't just see the end result. Yeah, that's wonderful. So talk to me about what Brainiac Foods offers. And, you know, I feel like you are definitely a disruptor. So how is this filling a gap in the marketplace and, and what should people know about your products? So we take everyday foods that hopefully families across the country already love, right? So uh, we take simple foods that are, are snacks that families can afford um, and they, they, they eat on a regular basis. And then we work hard and it's not easy. It's not easy to put, if, if you've ever had fish oil in a supplement then uh, or, or something that sort of tastes fishy, it's not a good thing. And there's a reason why it hasn't been done before because it's, it, it's quite hard to work these things in and not have them taste fishy. So we've taken... You know, one of our, uh, our lead products right now is just a simple applesauce. The applesauce is in a pouch, and we put in omega-3 DHA, 
and we put in uh, we put in choline, and we put in enough to try and you know, bridge that gap, so that you're 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 getting your daily uh, allowance of choline. You're getting a good amount. Um, you know, for instance, a two to five year old is going to get a hundred percent of what the World Health Organization suggests. Now, most important for my kids is that they don't care about any of that. They just want a really delicious <laughs> snack in their lunchbox. Um, and they do. Um, I, you know, we give it a fun name, Brain Squeezer, um, which, which you know, my eldest thinks is funny. But it's, uh, but they, they just want, so we, we, we try and make it delicious. We try and make it affordable. So it, accessibility from where it's distributed. So we, we're, you know, we're in Walmart, we're in Publix, you know, we're, we're across Amazon, we're in Thrive Market. So trying to get it where people are um, across the sort of socioeconomic spectrum. And then when they actually, when the kids taste the product, um, it's, it's delightful and maybe even better. We, we do work hard on, on the overall macronutrition. So what you should expect from Brainiac is that we are the same or better than the leading brand when it comes to something like sugar. So we're no sugar added, for instance, in our applesauce. Now, we also do, um, so if that's sort of applesauce pouches, we also do almond butters, which are a fantastic way of, of bringing in um, you know, it's a, it's a delightful kind of chocolate almond or honey almond, uh, but you're getting, um, you know, a good amount of, of DHA and choline again. And then in products like bars, we're able to put lutein in. And so again, these are something as simple as a granola bar, a nut butter, an applesauce pouch, but that we do them single serve because that way I can make a promise for how much of each nutrient you're getting. Um, and you know, we, we're, we're clear on our packs around how much is in there because that's one of those points of difference. If you were to go shopping and say, okay, you know, um, what is this a lot? Is this good? Um, so we try and, and follow the lead of infant formula um, and tell you, yeah, you know, in this product, we're going to give you 160 milligrams of, of omega-3 DHA, depending on your age. You, you, you know, you should be getting somewhere between a kid would be getting 125 and adult 250. So it, it helps you kind of you know, make that decision. Well, Mark, it was so great talking to you today. Where can listeners go to learn more about Brainiac Foods? Well, we can, yeah, BrainiacFoods.com and at Brainiac Foods on social. Uh, we've, if people want to dig into the science, we make it all available. You can click through the white papers on the website. Um, of course, you can find out, you know, what products are where, if anyone's interested in trying them or, or buy them directly on the site or, or follow us uh, on social um, for, for deals and news and, and, and other fun stuff. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Julie. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mark Brooks and you feel motivated to start serving up more brain healthy foods. Be sure to head on over to BrainiacFoods.com, which I link to in the show notes to learn more. Thank you so much for tuning into the Food Issues Podcast. You can connect with me on julierevelant.com where you can leave me a voicemail or send me a message and let me know about a new topic or guest you'd like to hear from. And be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I'll see you next week.